1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, chef, what course are we on? Um, I've lost count. Or shoot that, shoot that. And even... Checkout's
4: not until 4, so...
3: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
5: Hi,
1: I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.
2: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
6: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, three to six Eastern, twelve to three Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
5: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
6: What well, up, you your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Let's get after it, shall we? I feel like I should buy all the Kobe's I can buy. Maybe that's what this whole thing is, right? Kobe's Kobe no longer Kobe Inc. No longer being uh, tied to, to Nike just breaks my heart. I love the Kobe Bryant shoes. Uh, Ramos, your favorite pair of sneakers ever. What? Favorite pair of sneak Wow, well, it's always been I've worn Nike since I was in sixth grade. Yeah, I've worn no other shoes besides Nikes. The same pair of Nikes. Really <laughs> <must smell laughs> My foot terrible. grew a little bit since then. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's funny though, Doug. I've never ever bought Nike like basketball type shoes. I played in high school, but I never bought like any Jordans or any Kobe's or any other stuff. It was just basic Nike shoes,
4: like the white ones, the white Nikes. I don't know if they were a signature brand or just Nike basketball shoes. So I never really had an inkling like, oh, I need to get a Jordan or I need to get a Kobe, any type of player. I just got basketball shoes that were white and then were high tops. So I
7: don't know if All that right. sounds boring yeah. or whatever, but a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit maybe that's why i couldn't dunk oh maybe it was fuck cuz nah, i was 59 nine. Wasn't the maybe sho- that why it
6: wasn't, wasn't the shoes <laughs> buy your favorite pair of shoes ever pa- uh,
7: you know it's it's recent the nike Freeze you know yeah, just they're because great. they're so light and comfortable i uh yeah i love them but I don't did you guys ever style. buy shoes from East? Did you ever buy shoes from East Bay? That's in Wisconsin, isn't it? East Is Bay, it? yes. It started in Wausau, Wisconsin, in a small little store across the uh, across the street from the Wausau Mall, which recently closed. But yeah, East Bay was yeah, part of my growing up. Okay, so I mentioned
6: it because I used to go th- when I would order shoes from the East Bay catalog, I would look at how many ounces each of them weighed, and I would only buy whatever the lightest shoes was. Interesting. That's that's why your love for the Nike free, I share that love for the Nike free.
7: Is I love light, light, (laughs) light. I bought a pair of walking shoes once because they were so light. Yeah. Like something like like, you know, you if you were 75 would want to buy, but I wore them because I'm like, these things are amazing. Remember dress shoes? Those were good times, huh?
6: There's lots of people like, yeah, I get these dress shoes I have not worn ever. (laughs) 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 They collect dust like
7: no others. Seriously.
6: Completely, completely. This is the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I like trying to be ahead of a trend, and I wonder if I am. You know, it's like the, the housing market in Southern California is ridiculous. Now, part of it is the, the interest rates are low. Part of it is that... I think people spent more time at home here the last year than they ever had. And they're like working, still working at home. They're like, well, I was working at home. Like I want to actually like where I live. I'm going to spend money. And if you can sell the house, you're in make some money and then go get in a better house. It's more expensive. And Oh yeah, by the way, pay less because your interest rates low. low like, by all means, by all means. But at some point somebody's going to go, yeah, Hey, that's, we're good. <laughs> right? Like that's, enough money that's too much money like we're we're good here and before you say like yeah that won't happen it always happens you know we have we have recessions it's usually every 7 to 9 years and now we're like 10 years out of the recession but it was a bigger recession that's possible so th- there'll be one coming and you know the the advice people give you is like you have two choices buy a house And get a great rate and just lock in and pay less long-term, which is what lots of people doing or wait it out, sit on some cash, pay more too much in rent. And then wait till that bottom drops out and, and go. And I'm looking at the NFL and quarterbacks and how much these guys are making. And then I heard this, this is Kevin Stefanski said, quote, he hopes Baker Mayfield is significantly better. I hope his understanding is significantly better. We streamlined the concepts we've tried to adjust what we do based on his strengths and our player strengths. I hope he's much more comfortable that from that perspective, that's what time allows you to do time together. So, so the idea is like, we hope he's better. They're telling you that he wasn't nearly good enough and it's a reasonable, it's only his third year. It's his third different system. It's reasonable to say he's finally feeling really more comfortable. But on the other hand, it's also telling you he's got to get better if he wants anywhere near the nut money that he thinks he deserves. But even then, somebody is going to be the Melvin Gordon of this of this quarterback group and by Melvin Gordon I mean really good player do we want you yes we want you at a reasonable sum and you're going to sit there and go like hey I'm worth 35 and like yeah we think you're worth 20 25. and then you're going to hit the market and you're going to end up getting 20 25 somewhere else Baker Mayfield to me feels like that guy Josh Allen had a better year last year but this was Brandon being his GM talking about Josh Allen
8: uh, but we'll we'll have some kind of conversation. And listen, we would love to get Josh extended, no doubt. Uh, but it's got to be a number that works for him and works for us. And, and that's been my conversation with them. And, and they know the same. And we're all on the same page. Josh wants to be here, which that's the first thing. Does the player want to be here? Josh wants to be here. You can't force it. It happens when it's supposed to happen. And, and if it happens, you know, this year, great. If it doesn't, you know, I'll be – very positive that that we'll get it done next year.
6: Yeah, I mean, in other words, we're not paying him forty million dollars. It doesn't feel that like that's a number that we're not comfortable with. He may not be. Good. And look, the agents are going to keep trying to drive up the money. They're going to keep trying to drive up the money, and they're going to say, "Look at what Deshaun got. Look at what Mahomes got. Look at what Dak Prescott got." And it's a it's a sound argument if you're Lamar Jackson. You know, you can say Lamar Jackson hasn't won the postseason, but then you go like, okay, he won a game and Dak Prescott. What's what's the difference there? One guy's been the MVP, one guy hasn't. One guy's been hurt, one guy hasn't. Even if you, like me, think Lamar is ultimately going to get hurt, he hasn't to this point. So it's a really strong and fair argument. So I, I look at this thing and I, I'm absolutely more convinced than ever that somebody is going, at some point there will be Maybe not a recession, more of a leveling off, right? Of of the pay, and who's going to be that guy? I, I bring up Melvin Gordon all the time because at the time Ezekiel Elliott was making thirteen million a year, and he was like, "I'm just as good as Ezekiel Elliott," and the Chargers like, "You probably are, but you know what we're not going to do? Pay you that money, you know? Pay you that money." I mean, look. Part of the the big story, and this is why I was critical of the Cowboys when they gave Dak the contract at the time, which is like between Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo, and at times Derek Carr. Um, the what happened with Jared Goff? You sign these guys these massive contracts. They are hard to move, and if you move them, you're going to take a major, major hit in your cap. Major. And at the time in which they were signed, golf was a year early, but Wentz was coming off of an injury and then was was just okay. Like they didn't even have great leverage and great negotiating power and they had good deals. These other guys have a little bit more leverage, but it doesn't make it a good deal. It just doesn't. Not close to a good deal. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, this was this was sound of Ka- uh Kapadia Kapadia, last week talking about Carson Wentz.
4: When they made that move, you know, they thought maybe the floor for Carson Wentz is he's going to be like the, you know, the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. Well, you can live with that because they thought he had a high ceiling. They did not anticipate that the floor for Carson Wentz was going to be among the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL, which was the case last year. But I do think it's fair to look at the decision at the time it was made. Teams make mistakes and you gotta make decisions, but if that's all it was, I don't think it would be a huge deal. I think their biggest failures are sort of uh, the relationships in the building, the lack of collaboration, and really uh, the only people who have full transparency of what's going on in all those departments and who have all that information is the GM, Howie Roseman, and the owner, Jeffrey Lurie. So, you know, there are decisions that are made, like the one to draft Jalen Hurts last year, that leaves people in the building kind of scratching their heads going, wait a minute, I, you know, I did not think this was part of the plan.
6: Yeah. And, and what happens is you, a bad contract decision ends up hurting the entire franchise, holding the entire franchise hostage and other teams look at this and like, we're just not going to do that. We're not going to do it. You know, we're not going to have a terrible contract that, that does that to our, to our franchise. No, thank you.
5: Pass. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show
0: weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
6: My resident snackologist is Dan Byer, who has he loves oh god I'm so bad at this we um he loves those Cardi B chips right
0: Those yes. like his favorites yeah. can we
6: get him a sponsorship deal <laughs> somebody called sales Cardi Seriously, B Seriously like you should walk in and there should just be Cardi B chips Lined up there, and you're just like, mm, I'll take that one. Yeah, it's like a cheddar and right.
7: barbecue. It's so good. That and the um, all dressed Ar- ruffles.
6: All dressed ruffles. Um, and you, you've you never tried
7: the Al Gratin ones, which apparently do actually exist. No, yes, they do. Yes, they do. We found that out from Iowa Sam last week mm. when John oh, Ramos Lord. was in Cabo. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you on the um, pretzel crisps? Pretzel crisp. I. Uh, there's there's a there's a company that that makes them. I think they're pretty popular. We've all seen the packages. They make a buffalo seasoned one. Yeah, yeah, a good gun. yeah. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge pretzel guy, though. I'm not. I've no, never, no, no. But they're not yeah. pretzels. No. They're like
6: they're like like if you took a pretzel and you smashed them, but they didn't smash and break into a million pieces. And they're just like this thin little chip. Right? Is that is that a proper? You can also dip them yeah. too. Dip them in hummus. Some sometimes really helps, right? Because I, I currently have the garlic parm ones, which are a little bit much, right? Really, it's the reason I'm working from home today is the garlic parm chips. Because I walk in, and I go <laughs> Ramos, I go, whoa, golly. seriously, did somebody poop in your mouth? Um, but you dip them in hummus, and it it levels off. The same thing with the with the. You know what I love about buffalo? I don't actually like buffalo wings. Wait for you, hold on. Like the buffalo style wings, I, I'm not a huge. I'll eat them, but I'm not a huge fan. But have you ever had? That buffalo dip. I, I, the buffalo, it's its no. like, bu- oh, oh. I'm bringing, before you leave on your paternity
7: leave, I'm bringing you buffalo dip. I, I really don't like dip, period. I don't like ranch, blue cheese, any of that. I don't like ketchup or mustard. So I trust you. You know what I'm not bringing you
6: before you leave? <laughs> buffalo dip. Buffalo
7: <laughs> <laughs> dip. You don't
6: like any dip? Oh, no. No, no I don't hummus? Even, you don't no. like the hummus? hummus? Why don't you like the hummus? Yeah,
7: you, say, you say hummus. Yes, I just you're, say hummus. you're hummus. Yeah. Yep.
6: Well, you're, from, you're from Wisconsin. I live in California. You say hummus. It's okay. It's the same stuff. Potato, potato. We know what you're talking about, right? Chickpeas, lemon, olive oil, garlic, salt, pepper. Hummus. Like the hummus or hummus. It's the same thing. It, it literally is. Um, the The Lakers and the Nets are not the same thing. And I saw this, that James Harden suffered a uh, setback in his hamstring rehab. This is like the most relatable thing ever for James Harden. Like I can't relate to his his uh, popsicle look alike outfit that he wore the other night. I can't relate to the fact that he had his number retired by a strip club in Houston. I can't relate to any of that. You know what I can relate to? I can relate to popping your hamstring and trying to come back, and then feeling it twig, feeling it uh, pull again when you're in rehab. That's the, it's the worst because you feel fine, and you're like, oh, "I'm good, I'm good," and you start running up and down the court. You're like, "Oh, somebody shot me in my leg," and they're like, "No, no, you're you're good. you have no idea." Um, Kevin Durant, of course, has the thigh contusion, aka AKA Charlie Horse. So the Nets are still like they're like the walking wounded now. Or not even walking with James Harden. Meanwhile, the Lakers, they're the opposite. They're getting healthy. Anthony Davis is going to make his return from a nine-week absence against the Mavericks. As long as his right leg responds well to Wednesday's practice. The Nets, injured, going one way. Lakers, getting healthy, going the other way.
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
7: I know you've got Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network coming up. And I just am hoping... You could ask him what's the status of the one helmet rule. You know, we talk so much about throwbacks, and the NFL just seems to not want to talk about it. I don't know if Tom's going to have any information on that. But with these jersey numbers today, we talked about taunting being a point of emphasis. Also, want to know if they're going to do away with that one helmet rule. Doug, back to you. Meaning they only have one helmet design? Yeah, yeah. You can only use you can only use one helmet because they said it was safer with concussions instead That's the of having. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like the different colors of a helmet somehow affect the safety level of it? Well, different kinds, like you can't, the different shells, because they're not painting the helmet every week. They're not doing it a different color, so. And which prevents throwbacks for, like, that's why we can't have the creamsicles, because they wear a pewter helmet now, and you would need the white with the, you know, bucko Bruce on it if we were to Why not just do,
6: like, look, you have to have an official
7: licensed helmet, whether it's white or pewter, we don't care. They Wait, just, tens? they just think that their their old data said that it, they felt it was safer to have one helmet which didn't make a lot of sense because helmets do break during the season there's you know you do change helmets uh, at times maybe maybe not everyone but that was just a rule just waiting yep. to hear if there's any any news on that well, Let's ask Tom Pelissero
6: he joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio Tom uh, before we get to the very pressing stuff about helmets uh, pretzel crisps. Are you pro or anti pretzel crisps? Do you know what those are?
8: The, like the really thin yes. type of pretzels, basically. Uh, yes. I'm not a, a pretzel guy really in general. Once upon a time I ate more pretzels. Now, uh, you know, I've I to limit my gluten. They got a lot of gluten in them. So I guess I'd be
6: anti-anti. Oh, you're, you're glu- anti, you're, you're anti-glutenite. You're gluten-free.
8: I'm largely gluten-free. Uh, I, I was about eight months into my, my very healthy gluten-free diet, and then someone went, you know, all that beer you're drinking has gluten in it. And I went, oh, yeah, that's probably why this isn't making any difference. There's, Tito's, va- Tito's Vodka is
6: gluten-free. gluten I thought that was brilliant advertising. Like, Tito's like, we're gluten-free. Like, okay, well, I'm drinking Tito's Vodka every, every, every night. Okay, you're anti. Well, now fine. you
8: buy anything. Yeah, you buy things that clearly don't, like fruit snacks for my kids. It's like gluten-free. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's not at all what this is about.
6: Tom Pellicer joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Okay, the one helmet rule. Dan's thinking is, and I think it's reasonable, which is like your data seems old, but it also limits the, like one of the things cool about college football is the different helmets. You can't have the different helmet. Any adjustment to that?
8: Well, that's that's through a separate process because that's strictly, you know, a health and safety matter. And obviously the NFL released their data on the, you know, the new helmets that they do every year. They ruled that a couple of the older helmets now are going to be prohibited. Um, you know, really that rule originated from, uh, you know, the idea that teams were not, if you're, you know, you're switching helmets, you're wearing one helmet the entire season, then you're going to a different one for one week. Does it fit the same way? Are you used to it? Is there you know, are there any types of issues that would arise? You're absolutely right. Things have evolved over the past 10 years with, you know, the NFL invests with GE in this, um, you know, basically technology competition where different groups have come up with different helmets. The Vices helmets, uh, you know, had momentum several years ago when that came out. They've been working on position-specific helmets. Uh, I, I would tend to agree that there has been enough advancement that you could revisit that rule. There would certainly be some teams, you know, like when the Packers wear the, the classic, the navy and the gold, but then they've got the yellow and green helmet. It doesn't quite look right. I mean, I, I'm fully on board with it as long as it's safe. That's just obviously, you know, one of those issues because of, you know, the NFL's history, obviously, um, you know, with concussions and the way that they've tackled that issue over the past 10 years. Uh, they are going to check every box before they make any uh, uh, any types of moves that would that would change anything regarding the helmets.
6: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, now we got into the Presti stuff. Let's get to the the, the secondary, more ancillary mm-hmm. stuff. Right, like the number three pick in the draft. Um, San Francisco doesn't have to. There's no smoke screens really needed. Right, everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is going one. Most people believe Zach Wilson's going two. So there's there's three. Uh Bruce Feldman came out today with a piece with some quarterback coaches, unnamed quarterback coaches like it ain't close. That it should be Mac Jones, but there's lots of other people like the number 3 pick in the draft should be should look like Trey Lance, should feel like Justin Fields and it doesn't what, what's the reality to it?
8: I no, I think that's exactly what it is Doug, which is you have the player with the highest floor in Mac Jones who has you know probably the the lowest ceiling too. And then you've got guys like Trey Lance and, to a lesser degree, Justin Fields, who you would say, you know, certainly on Trey Lance, just based on how limited his playtime has been against lower competition, he's going to have the lowest floor. But then you talk to people who have spent time around Trey Lance, and they'll just tell you uh, his personality, his intelligence, his knowledge of the game, his work ethic, uh, leadership, all those things are so off the charts that you're kind of you know, thinking about Are you willing to uh, bet on that guy? You know, I did hear, and I've talked to people who said uh, the second Trey Lance Pro Day this past Monday, which was, you know, did not get the the media hype of the other ones, there were really only a handful of teams that attended, uh, was better than the first one. He seemed like he was looser. Um, It's just, it's a a big-time bet with the guy. I I would also tell you this, and I'll have a story coming out tomorrow on uh, NFL.com every year I try to talk to, uh, you know, scouts, coaches, executives from as many teams as possible just talk through the quarterbacks. You know, what do you really know? Not the, you know, the stripped down, cleaned up version that people say in a press conference, but like, what, what's the real deal with these guys? And I would tell you, quarterback coaches were higher uh, and offensive coordinators as well on Justin Fields uh, than scouts had been. Uh, to a degree, uh, coaches also were higher on Mac Jones, just because the more they dive into the tape, the more they see how how much he processes, uh, how accurate he is with the football. Which, by the way, for all the physical traits that we talk about, probably the two most important things to Kyle Shanahan are processing quickly and accuracy. Mac Jones uh, checks those boxes, and so. Uh, and then in terms of you know who they were lower on, uh, coaches were much lower on Trey Lance than scouts, which which sort of makes sense because scouts are looking for the traits, they're looking for the developmental upside. Trey Lance has that in spades. There's just not a lot that you see on tape to say this guy can absolutely do it. And the other thing that bugged people is you know the accuracy. It's not terrible, but he he has missed throws. The one game that Trey Lance played last fall, the showcase game against Central Arkansas, was probably the worst game. That he's had absolutely as a passer before he kind of turned it on with his legs in the second half. Uh, you know, those next three quarterbacks, after Trevor Lawrence, who's been the consensus number one for three years, and then after Zach Wilson, who has been the consensus number two really throughout the pre draft process, you could take Fields, Lance, Mac Jones, shuffle them up, draw a name out of the hat, and your guess would probably be as good as mine in terms of who's number three. On which boards, if you're asking me right now, what do the 49ers actually do? Uh, There's definitely a strong feeling within the league that Mac Jones uh, has been the guy. But there's more and more discussion about Trey Lance getting himself into that mix recently as well.
6: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Okay, so if if you were a betting man and you had to guess inside inside the mind of Kyle Shanahan, what's he do? Well, Kyle's
8: history would tell you he's, again, consumed with are you accurate and can you process because that offense you know, is, is designed to get people open. Kyle Shanahan is a pass game genius. You watch their tape. You go back to Matt Ryan who went from being a good, solid quarterback to an MVP in his second season with Kyle in 2016. Even after the friction they'd had in the first year, it's because they made Matt automatic. And I've talked with Kyle and Matt Ryan about that before. It was just he bought into it, all those little intricacies of what Kyle Shanahan asks of his quarterbacks from a footwork perspective, from, and this is fairly inside, but if you've ever watched players in that system, the quarterback turns his back to the line of scrimmage on play action. Matt Ryan had never done that in his life. So guys who can then quickly see it, turn around, bang, you know where the ball's going. It's not necessarily predetermined, but you've got a pretty good idea what the matchup is that you're trying to exploit. Those are the traits that he values. And it's not to say that Justin Fields and Trey Lance can't do it. Justin Fields has a huge arm. Uh, He can push the ball down the field. He is accurate. He's obviously a threat with his legs. Trey Lance, also a very good athlete, big arm. Uh, You've seen flashes of him uh, being able to throw the football, but you you haven't seen it on a consistent basis. He's worked under center. He's done play action, all those types of things. It's not to say those guys can't do it. There's just not as much evidence on tape that they can perform as consistently uh, as Kyle Shanahan uh, looks for in his quarterback. So I'm not inside Kyle Shanahan's head, but you know Matt Schaub, Kirk Cousins, uh, more recently Jimmy Garoppolo, those are the types of quarterbacks that he wants. You know He was willing to go with a fourth-round draft picking Kirk Cousins uh, over RG3 by year two. Why? Well, injuries, obviously, with, with Robert Griffin III, but also because he could see it and yeah. rip it. Kirk, you are it, it? It, it, immediately.
6: Your, your last point was a really, really good one because, and I've read about this. I've talked to people that were in the organization at the time, and they've all said that like the first year he acquiesced and, and really ran kind of a version of Baylor's offense so that RG3 could be comfortable. But they knew that that had a ceiling that people would figure it out in the NFL. And they tried to, and he was obviously coming off of injury as well, but th- their frustration was that, that he couldn't see it. He couldn't process and it, it doesn't what and what happens is we do this that we'll, we'll do it in the media where we we assume that like, well, processing is some sort of level of intelligence, like you whatever you want, like Robert Griffin, the third is a pre- plenty of intelligent fella processing all this information, data and understanding the defense and where you're supposed to go with the football is very much next level stuff. And some guys have it. Some guys don't regardless of background, they just do in the, and they don't. And that's. And RG3 was a very fr- became a very frustrating member of the Washington football team because of that inability to process at a level of Kirk Cousins. Fair?
8: Right. Let's not conflate intelligence with process. Correct. There have been very smart guys who can't see it and just rip it. You know, guys like Kirk Cousins, not that Kirk's not an intelligent guy, but you know, one of his traits was just he processed really fast. And what did that lead to early in his career? Cousins threw a ton of interceptions because he'd see it and he'd rip it so fast that he wasn't necessarily evaluating the entire picture but those are kind of the growing pains
6: uh that you go through with Well, guys. Jared, so, Jared Goff is yeah. Jared Goff's a guy, Tom, who I talked to the Rams guys. And the Rams guys are like, "Look, he just he didn't whether it was work ethic or inability to process, and Jared Goff is a really smart, likable dude. And then he wouldn't rip it because if he'd see it, he didn't trust it at times, and they got frustrated and that's why they they moved him. So it it's not it's just, it's a, it's, it is, by, by most people's estimation, the most or one of the most important traits in a quarterback. And, and, and it, look, Kyle's, Kyle's ability to evaluate who has and who doesn't is going to lead whether or not he's successful or fired with the Niners based upon this decision.
8: Well, let's take it a step further. You bring up Jared Goff as an example, plays in that same type of an offense with Sean McVay, who of course was an assistant under Kyle Shanahan. Go back and watch Jared Goff's footwork at Cal. He had these really short, quick steps in the pocket. In the NFL, if you watch him, the, the footwork's completely different because that offense is so predicated on timing, the ball coming out, going to the correct place, that if your footwork is just a little bit different or the way you run play action is just a little bit different, or you know guys like Matt Ryan, all of a sudden, it was you played with your right foot forward your whole career. Put your left foot forward. Watch the pro day that the uh, Shanahan's got to weigh in on with Justin Fields. All of a sudden, his left foot's forward. I mean, these are just like the basics of the offense, and there's some guys who are going to be able to adapt better to it. Again, it's not to say that, you know, a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields or anyone else can't do it. I mean, think about this, too. The teams that draft two, three, four in this year's draft, the Jets, the 49ers, and the Falcons, they all run the same system because Arthur Smith learned from Matt LaFleur, who was an assistant under Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. And of course, Mike LaFleur is now the offensive coordinator with the Jets. So they're all looking for a similar type of quarterback, which will also make it be fascinating to see how Zach Wilson adapts to an offense that, you know, you would certainly think they're going to encourage him to do things their way. And then you watch Zach Wilson's unbelievable pro day where, you know, he's flicking that thing across his body, like a shortstop, 50 yards down the field. That ain't exactly the way that they're going to teach it. And so there's always a fine line with how much you are willing to do what the quarterback does. Matt LaFleur has done a really good job with that in Green Bay. But on some level, it's also if this is going to be the real version of this offense. you got to do things our way, and they've got to figure out. you take the projection with a Lancer or Fields, or do you take the guy that you kind of see do what you want him to do in Mac Jones? He just isn't going to have as high of a ceiling.
6: Um what are the Patriots going to do at quarterback? Because I'm not, I just I can't I can't see them rolling Cam Newton out there for 17 games, considering how much he struggled. Could he be better? Yeah, but you didn't get all those weapons for Cam Newton, who struggles because of his shoulder at this point in his career. What what are they going to end up doing?
8: Well, there's going to be options, not just in round one, but through rounds two and three. There's several other quarterbacks between Kellen from Texas A and M. Uh, Kyle Trask uh, from Florida, Davis Mills from Stanford, all those guys could hear their names called uh, on day two. In terms of that top group of five, the two names, When I've talked to other coaches about who would fit the Patriots, uh, Justin Fields, if they're going to use uh, you know a little bit more of the offense that they ran last year with Cam Newton, have more run elements, or if you wanted to go back to more of a Tom Brady type of offense, then Mac Jones uh, potentially would be your guy. Uh, you're right. I don't think any of us know exactly – uh, what what they have in mind, and frankly, it's going to be dictated in part by what happens up at the top of the draft. Even if you're sitting there uh, as the Patriots at 15 and trying to go all the way up to you know let's say number four with the Falcons or uh, somewhere in that top seven eight picks, it's a long way to go. That's going to cost you a lot. There have not been a lot of occasions where Bill Belichick's been willing uh, to make that move. So it may depend in part to, on does just Justin, uh, Justin Fields slide. Does Mac Jones potentially slide if San Francisco doesn't take him at number three? They're not locked into that contract with Cam Newton. It's basically another $5 million deal uh, for him. So they've got resources at their disposal here. Uh, that's absolutely going to be one of the biggest storylines going into this draft. Uh,
6: Devontae Smith is 166 pounds. And I saw an article today that the lightest wide receiver that the Patriots had uh, in throughout the run was – Wes Welker, who's like four or five inches shorter, was 185 pounds. That's 20 pounds more. Braxton Berrios is the lightest wide receiver they've ever drafted. He was 186 pounds. That's 20 pounds more. W- what does it do to his draft stock when he's 166?
8: I don't think anybody thought he was going to be a whole heck of a lot bigger than that. I think that's what you always got to evaluate. It's is not often where somebody weighs in, you know, 20 or 30 pounds off of what you – uh what you thought that uh, you know the guy was going to, you know, really there's there's three receivers in this draft you can fairly consider to be locks uh, to go in round one and probably in the top 20, and that's Jamar Chase, Devante Smith, and Jalen Waddle. After that, uh, there's a lot of question marks. There's talented guys like Rashad Bateman uh, from Minnesota could go in round one. Elijah Moore uh, from Old Miss. You get in some of those more you know return type of guys or gadget guys like Kadarius Tony from Florida, but. You know the fact that there's three receivers who are kind of the the clear top crop here. Uh, I'd be shocked if any of them even are still on the board uh, by the time you get to the Patriots at 15. It's
6: Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Great stuff as always, Tom. We are a week away. I'm sure your phone your phone is buzzing like crazy. You do an amazing job, and we really appreciate you being our guest.
5: You got it, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
2: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to i heart radios i heart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
6: doug gottlieb show fox sports radio carson palmer tomorrow we'll talk some fly fishing and some quarterbacks you guys ever heard i mean ramoser carson palmer and fly fishing is kind of amazing Kind of amazing. Let's get to the press.
7: The press. Fire. Dan, go. Yeah, Doug, we'll start out with some football news. Ratings for the episodes of Jeopardy that were hosted by Aaron Rodgers were down from the, uh, or were actually up from the previous week, up 14% from the week prior. So Aaron Rodgers seemingly a hit when he hosted Jeopardy. Hey, wow. it's just yeah. the facts, bro. Yeah. And when he hosted those, now, you're, those episodes. you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, Jim. Uh, what is Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a hit as the host of Jeopardy? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is I wanted to do this in real news and fa- or fake news, and we just kind of ran out of time, so I left it. And so as I was reading it, I was actually reading it because it was going to be a fake news thing because I was going to joke that they were down. But they were up, and uh, how about this? Uh, you would, I would say. Did you like show... Jeopardy, by the way? Did you like Jeopardy, by the way? Yeah. I'm yeah, kidding. I like Jeopardy. The show that also beat Family Feud and Wheel of Fortune in syndicated game show ratings. Then what know. is what is Aaron Rodgers guest hosting Jeopardy?
6: That is correct. Pick Relax. Again. Relax. Um, I'm going to take hosts for
7: 600. All right. This host is. Joe Buck. <laughs> Who is Joe Buck? Has <laughs> Had a radio show on all major sports radio networks. Um, Who is Doug Gottlieb? That is correct. Uh, Pick again. Uh, Host for 700. All right. This guy hosts his show that can be seen on YouTube and sporadically on Fox Sports Radio that lasts for about five minutes and is complete chaos. Oh, wow. (laughs) Who is John Ramos? That is correct. Or John Ramos Show would have also been good. All right, we go into ah uh, host for eight hundred.
6: <laughs> the daily double. R- ah, the daily double.
7: Uh, the audio.
6: We got to do double. this. We, we, we got to do this. This is this is okay. These are the Fire, new games. Be- I need you to do when you have your month off because you got
7: your kid. No, I'm definitely like- be focusing on the show during that <laughs> time. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I'll be focusing on this. Hey, Lisa, yeah. tell the kid to be quiet. I got to. They don't do. Come on, out. John.
6: John, the first month they don't do anything. <laughs> they they don't.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Wait till we have dirty or clean diaper when I come back. That's people. me got like the di- the diaper thing never bothered me. The cleaning out the the gross fecal matter it's kind of amazing Roger that I was, like, I, was like, I was like that's impressive i'm not mad at all not mad um, at all what is that tar substance <laughs> That smell. <laughs> what, did wow. oh,
7: wow. what did you eat? Oh wow! Did you eat? Doug, Jameis Winston, according to Fox, bats the favorite to win the Saints' starting quarterback job over Taysom Hill. Uh, Jameis Winston minus two fifty to uh, who is Jameis Winston? Taysom Stop Hill. It, man. What are crab legs? Plus two hundred. <laughs> Stop it, man. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson will attend the 2021 NFL Draft next week in Cleveland. We knew that Trevor Lawrence was not going to be there; going to spend it with his family and friends. But right. Zach Wilson will be there. Right. Right. Zach Wilson is
6: one of those like he walks in, he's a good-looking kid. You're like, yeah, I don't like this guy already. <laughs> I
7: just don't like him. Okay. He's got everything going for him.
6: Yeah, he's got to be good, tan. He's got good hair. He's good-looking. Throws the football around. Ugh.
7: Huh.
6: Don't, enough of him. Like the popular
7: guy in high school. I was oh. not that guy. It's been quite a 24 hours with tweets. Mark Davis of the Raiders with his last night. Now Lakers forward LeBron James deleted a tweet that said, quote, You're next hashtag accountability, which included a picture of the Columbus police officer who was believed to have shot and killed 16-year-old Makia Bryant during an alleged disturbance on Tuesday night. Again, LeBron had the tweet up, uh, but then ended up taking it down. Yeah, that was a bad tweet from LeBron. Oh!
6: That was an all timer. Come oh, on, no! All timer. Oh wow! That is that is any of us tweet that out, we get fired. LeBron James like, I just took yeah. it, I took it down,
7: I took it down. Uh, I'll get down. I In other Lakers news, forward Anthony Davis says he plans on playing tomorrow against the Mavs if he feels good, as he's missed more than two months with his calf injury. Yeah, I do like the guys like, ah, if I feel like it, I'll play.
6: don't yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. What if you don't feel like it? Then I won't play. Yeah. Okay.
7: We've got Dan, a- you coming to
6: work tomorrow? I don't know if I feel like
7: it. Yes! We'll see if, if all goes good in the morning. The Breakfast is good. <laughs> Garage <laughs> if, door broke if, as I left today. That was awesome. Oh. But uh, it was wait, when
6: broke, was it a little chain? Or did it just not no, work? Just, just or did the wheel, it, the, the wheel
7: popped out of the groove, buyer. so I had to pop that one in.
6: That's the Wisconsin. I was like, hey, I just popped the, popped the, the wheel back in <laughs> with the thingamajigging <laughs> with the thingamajigging <laughs> with the <thingamajigga. laughs> oh <my> Yeah, there. <laughs> I, I used a little wrench in the, the hose there, and it got it done there. It the was- worst one is when it keeps you know, not going in, a down because the sensor is off and there's like nothing you can do. Yeah, Like there's nothing in the way. I don't know the sensor's off. Then you got to call Brother, the garage man. door guy and they're laughing. She's like, that'll be a million dollars. That's pretty cool. Because there's, they could literally charge whatever they want because there's nothing you can't fix. This, no one knows how to fix a sensor. And then they go like... Gotta be $722. Like, what? Like, well, there's the service fee, and then there's the laser fee, and yeah, then yeah, there's the, the wrench fee, yeah. and then there's the... I had to go to the bathroom, so that was an extra hour.
7: <laughs> All right. Uh, quick after this door talk here, Padres starter Denelson Lamette threw two innings today, but left because of a sore forearm. He was making his season Thank debut it. today, had arm injuries last year, they... You know, did other treatments and not surgery, but maybe not a great sign for the Padres. The, the Brewers, though, right now, 2-1 in the field.
5: Hey, get out there and press. That was the
6: press.
7: Uh, we had a fun show today. We
6: talked a lot of chips. We talked pretzels. We talked Teslas. Uh, tomorrow, we'll talk fly fishing with Carson Palmer. No, I don't fly fish. Carson Palmer does daily. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.
6: eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.